welcome to the Pondering Theologian Podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. In today's episode, we have a guest coming back to the podcast is Dr. Razdale from Talk and Psych with Doc Raz. If you are not familiar with Dr. Razdale, I would definitely recommend going and checking out her on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, you have a podcast called Talk and Psych with Doc Raz available on most platforms now. Most platforms, yes. And uh, you have a YouTube channel as well? I do, but that is not very active. So that's a, you only have so much energy in life and that one's just gotten less of it. Well, you're cutting ahead here. That is some bit about what we'll talk about in this episode. Um, Dr. Razdale, would you like to give a little bit more information about yourself before we get started? Yeah, so for those that don't remember, I've been on the show before, so thank you for having me again. Um, I am a clinical psychologist. I have worked in a variety of settings with a variety of ages, um, from teenagers to those at the end of life in their 90s. Um, and so I just have a wide breadth of experience. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've talked about grieving and uh, dealing with cognitive dissonance and some other different variations of actions and uh, words or. psychological image of yourself and action don't necessarily match up. Um, in today's episode, um, I've invited you on to talk with everybody uh, about the idea of productivity and a little bit about mindfulness. Um, I am of the position that we in America um, and I'll, I'll widen it to the Western world. Um, tend to kind of live into some bits of workaholism uh, and what is uh, often called toxic productivity, um, which is just this doing stuff to do stuff to be productive. Uh, that's the kind of the, the short and quick of it. And wonder if you can kind of your thoughts about the idea of productivity to some detriment. Yeah. Um, so I think, right, there's a big push for people to be regularly doing things in their time, meaning that like rest, relaxation, even play in adults is really discouraged or downplayed. A number of us um, have gotten messages that that will make us lazy, that there's something wrong with us, um, unless we are financially always contributing or we're always working to increase our financial contribution. Um, so it leaves, it leaves space for a lot of mental health struggles, um, as well as it just wears on us physically. 
and it can really actually impact the quality of our contribution. So even though, right, we may always be doing something, the quality of the work may actually suffer and be lower quality by working so much so often. What are some ways that, that one might be able to recognize this? I know I have um, watched and read a bit about the, the idea of toxic productivity. And one example that um, was a bit hard-hitting for me is the idea of trying to continually be taking in information and somehow storing it better. So having um, like an app to write down all your thoughts and notes and then make sure that they're all efficient as in order as it can be and then it's categorized and just kind of this rabbit trail of trying to be productive in everything and collecting information and storing it so that it will be useful later and that that can be a trap of this toxic productivity where in in that case for myself it's not actually doing much other than being really busy i that i think is a big point um i've read it was actually um a devotional which i can give you the title to include later um but she talks about in there the difference between she changed it she was a clinical psychologist but wrote this devotional um and did a 40-day fast that a number of people participated in several years um but that she stopped saying and would correct people if they said oh i know you're busy to like no i'm being productive um because sometimes we have this pull to be busy and to say all these things that we're doing and yet at the end of the day you know you may look back and wonder what have I really accomplished with all of that work um I certainly think we see that in the workplace in our country compared to others with much better like vacation and time off policies that you know there's always this push for you only get you know a 15 minute break or a half hour break and you know, no standing around and you're always supposed to be kind of moving or doing something. Um, and our, our brains and our bodies just aren't really made for that continual, um, movement, that continual activity. Um, and so to your question about how people might see signs of this, you know, I think it depends on the situation Um, but you know, if you have a hobby you really enjoy and it's just fun, you're thinking, well, I could, I could make money off of this. You know, I like doing photography and I'll, maybe I'll work on selling my photos or, you know, what's the best way kind of your discussion of, you know, always taking in new information. Maybe you're always constantly trying to figure out how do I, how do I turn this into something more instead of just letting something um you know I have several hobbies and that's what they're only ever going to be reading books knitting like I'm not I'm not ever going to make money off of reading books um I have no plans to become 
like a book reviewer. And so that might be one kind of sign or if you feel like I have no time for myself or when people talk about self-care, you kind of laugh at them and say, haha, with what time? Um, Or I do self-care, you know, I manage to take a shower and feed myself. And I think that's another issue is people confuse self-maintenance with self-care. And it's easier to see when we think about like animals, we may do things to maintain an animal. We feed it, water it, maybe take it out for walks or something. But that's not the same as actually caring for it and making sure it has toys that keep it interested or that we're showing it actual love and affection. And and we so often just feel like we did the maintenance and so that's my self-care, but we don't leave time for that in our lives or in the space that we're in. Interesting. I don't know that I have thought about actions that way before in the difference between self-care and self-maintenance. Is that something that you see as a common confusion? I, I mean, I said it at an interview for my job. We have interns, and I made that comment, and several people are like, oh. So this is a group of mental health professionals, or soon-to-be fully graduated professionals. Um, so I do think it is something that people don't really think about or draw that distinction. And I think a lot of, not just mental health, but in the organization that I work, there are some really go-getter, hard workers, and they, I can see them struggling with this in their lives and how they kind of move through their spaces. Um, They do just enough to kind of keep themselves physically going, but that doesn't mean that their soul is cared for or sort of their person. Do you think this is a, a cultural issue? Because um, as you touched on, there are other uh, countries in the world and, in, and within the, like the Western world. Uh, I, I kind of broadly blanked in the Western world at the beginning, uh, but there are places within the Western world and certainly the Eastern culture where there is more time devoted to, to space away from and more time made for families and for self-care or getting medical care things like that. Do you think that this particular issue, this confusion, um, is an American cultural issue? I don't know that it is just American specifically, but yes, if we look at countries like France or the Netherlands or things like that where their leave policies are much better. The whole country, you know, in France, I think it's August, that kind of the country shuts down. Like most people are on vacation. They're gone. They're taking this time. They take several weeks off. Um, or in the Netherlands, right? If you're sick, stay home. You know, you've I've seen, maybe you, your listeners have as well, you know, things on social media where people are, have moved out of the United States and they ask about leave policies or like sick time and the 
the person that they're speaking to is confused because that's just not a concept in their country where like you would have to limit the amount of time you took off sick or you only have so much and so you have to ration it. Um, whereas in their country, it's if you're sick, stay home, take care of yourself. Um, so yes, I, I think some of it is cultural. You had mentioned in the book that you read, is it the 40 Day Fast? The, I think it's the Surrender. It's by um, Dr. Owens. Again, I'll get you the information to include in the details. Wonderful. Um, but in that, you had mentioned that um, Dr. Owens had talked about the language um, that they used or that they allowed in their conversations. And I wonder if you can say a little bit more to that side of things, because I know in a few of your episodes, you've talked about the different, the importance of paying attention to the language you use. For example, you have a great episode about the word try um, and, and, and how using that does something to your brain. Um, I had read an article earlier uh, on talking about uh, trying to to move into some of more open questions. So rather than saying I am, um, you know, let's let's get a quick bite to eat. Um, like let's make let's make space on Sunday for lunch. Um, can you speak more to the importance of language and this idea of not setting yourself up for this toxic um, productivity or this this, this trap uh, it kind of in our minds about triggering ourselves into being more busy or having to rush through these different events in our lives. Well, I think it, so as you're asking your question, my mind also went to sort of self-image. And so how many of us want to talk about being busy because it makes us feel important. It makes us feel like we're contributing, we're indispensable. Um, And so I think by talking about being busy, a number of us feel like we have to maintain that compared to using other language. Um, productivity, right? You're more focused on the outcome, busyness. You're kind of focused more on on the activity of doing things. You know, if you're productive, maybe you're meeting your goals on time, you're getting projects done on time, you're, I don't know, cleaning your house in a timely manner. Um, But if you're busy, maybe you're fluttering around a bit more, but there's no real, nothing really useful to show at the end of it as much, or you can't show as much. Um, And then I think it makes me also think of how other people might see us 
I don't, I just have the thought, right? Those that uh, talk about being the busiest, you don't always see them get a lot of work done sometimes. Again, they're doing a lot of things and maybe they have a lot of meetings. And yet when push comes to shove, what is it? What does it amount to? And are they doing those things again because it makes them feel important or indispensable? Um, or like they're making a real, real difference without at a, at kind of a shallow level. Makes me think of um, Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Uh, there's a, a great book about Taoism, and it's looking at it through the lens of Winnie the Pooh. And one of the principles in that is um, talking a lot but not actually saying anything. And they mm. use Rabbit as an example of that. Um, but thinking about this kind of toxic productivity um, saying and, and looking busy. Uh, I think that you can see that if, if you're familiar with um, the Winnie the Pooh um, stories, cartoons, the original work by A.A. Milne, that's pretty easy to see trait. I do, it makes me think of um, a specific story of that I've read with my little ones where Rue has to go take a nap and Rue is upset that everyone else does not have to take a nap. Um, and then Rue's like, well, what are you all going to go? You know, we're just hanging out. Like, why are, why can't I do that too? And Rabbit's like, I, and this is not the right wording by any means, but you know, I don't have time for this. It's, it's summer, which means fall is coming and winter is coming. And so I have to prepare the food and like Rabbit works himself up into this tizzy about things that aren't really pertinent to that time. And then I think, right, connected to this discussion, Rue goes, takes his nap, and then they all come back and they do a, a three-legged race at the end. And Rue is the only one that has energy at the end of it. Everybody else is just like, they do it for Rue and then they're done. They didn't rest they went and found tasks for themselves to do. And, and you see that they're later tired, whereas Rue took rest. And Rue's now ready to go. Yeah. I think that's, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting comparison and analogy of a good deal of the culture that I see around myself, anyway, in, in my spaces. And that's pretty interesting. I mean, who becomes more prophetic as time goes on? Uh, do. How do I want to ask this? Um, what are some. Going back to the. To what we were briefly talking about before that kind of sidetrack. What would you suggest in terms of trying to hold yourself accountable to using better language? What, what parameters might you write down on a post-it note and, and ask yourself at the end of the day? Did I? 
Did I do something to care for myself today? Whether that's doing an enjoyable activity, giving yourself a legitimate break, right? How many people in our society are praised for working through their breaks? So did I take my break today? Did I do something on my break? Because that's the other half. We get so tired. And so we take breaks, but they're not, I, I have an episode that I have to upload about shadow comforts that like we do these things for comfort, but they don't really work. And so did you take your break, but you just spent it scrolling on social media. And so it didn't really scratch any itch for you. It didn't actually make you feel any better, um, or help you feel more rested or rejuvenated. Um, but I think also looking at your behavior because right I could change my language but I also need to change my behavior I need to take that break I need to shift from I have to do all the things to maybe I do a few things really well and also working on accepting that you're probably not going to do everything in the time that you want if you're like me you may come up with a lot of ideas and so you have to sort of prioritize them or some of them just accept that some are going to be more exciting and that might be the pieces that are easier to to move forward on and that's okay you don't have to do all the things i suppose this is a big argument talking about it a bit uh, a better segue into that you approach your day or your mm. life. and you mentioned um, specifically um, right asking yourself did I do something kind did I do something for myself did I rest feel rest what um, what else might you recommend if, if you had someone that you were talking to that you recognize this sort of this workaholic culture, this uh, toxic productivity behavior, what might you suggest to them to work on being more conscientious of? So the first piece I would suggest is looking at what is causing it. Um, is it the culture you were grown, you were raised in? Grown in. Raised in. And so do you have those thoughts that if you took rest, you would view yourself as lazy, um, a no good and so then you got to kind of work on those things. Um, or sticking with the mental health, is it a coping strategy so you don't have to deal with your mental health symptoms? I have a number of people that I've worked with that have retired that have PTSD and that was how they manage their symptoms. And then once they retire, the symptoms just come like roaring in because there's a lot more mental space. Um, or are you in a space where that is the thing that gets rewarded? And so you also want to be rewarded or that's how people move up is by kind of killing themselves at the job. Um, and so I think starting with looking at why is this a thing that's happening in your life? And then once you know the why, we can start to look at, is there a solution? Is it working on challenging thoughts? Is it working on sitting with those thoughts and knowing that just because I have a thought does not make it the truth and letting it pass going to sort of that mindfulness piece. Am I doing it as a coping mechanism? And so I just need to learn to kind of sit with my feelings better 
is it that I need to find a different space where people, where I have supervisors that take time off, that encourage me to take my time off, and that I'm not punished for it. Those would be some of the things I would start with. So being mindful of examining your atmosphere, your why, and what are the other influences in both of those things. Yes. Um, Because I know you have an episode on that, I'd like to ask you about the idea of laziness, which is tied into this toxic productivity kind of workaholism that is pretty prominent in uh, society. Um, can you expand a little bit on your thoughts on laziness? Well, I think they, you know, I've kind of mentioned it so far a few times. I think they honestly go hand in hand. We have this fear or concern about being viewed as lazy, um, right? One of the deadly sins is kind of, um, is sloth. I was also going to go with glutton, um, but I my brain wasn't quite moving to the right one. So thank you for that. Um, slothfulness, and so we, you know, we get that message that it's not okay, and yet we don't recognize that for a number of us, we're not actually being great lazy. Maybe your body legitimately needs the rest, and instead of like you being purposeful, it's going to poop out at some point. Um, you know, every party has a pooper, and if it's your body, that's not great. Um, or again, like, just because you're, you know, we see this with our kids. If we're asking more of them mentally than they can handle, like, their brains don't just change. And so just because I'm working all the time doesn't mean I'm coming up with better ideas, doesn't mean that I'm thinking more clearly or problem solving better. Um, I may actually be getting in the way of some of those processes. And so if I give myself rest, if I engage in other activities, my brain may actually be able to do more of that work that I'm really hoping that it will because it has this space to synthesize information better. It has the ability to kind of put those pieces together in a way that it wouldn't if I constantly was kind of cramming it full of stuff or asking more and more of it. Gotcha. Um, I have I have heard a few times now from different uh, experts and, and from content creators around the internet the idea that laziness is a myth. And I wonder if you could share your perspective on that in light of all of this. I think it goes to much of what I've already said. Um, that's, that's fair. I, it, I realize it, it does sound a little repetitive to what you already said, but I know that some people that I have talked to don't believe that it is a myth and more just view it as, uh, as saying that as an excuse to um, forgive different behaviors. So I guess a better way of moving it forward would, um, what do you, what, would you define a true, recognizing true laziness in yourself? Uh, I feel like that's really difficult because again, what's going on? Are you experiencing depression? 
Do you need a rest? And maybe you've been going pretty hard the rest of the time. Um, I mean, if you're somebody that just has no interest in doing anything, all you want to do is watch television and or scroll on your phone. It's a way to zone out. So what are you zoning out from? What about life is so hard to engage with? Um, that you haven't found anything motivating enough to kind of move you forward. Um, but I mean, if we think of like, I don't know, rich people in the 1800s, like they got to lounge a lot and just read and like develop their talents. Like they were not seen as lazy. Those women were very accomplished because they could draw and play piano and speak several languages and I want to bring that vibe back. That's <laughs> that's what I would like. It's a fantastic vibe. Yeah. We're going to pause just a moment, take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> 